Hello, my friends. Welcome back. This is episode 14 of the School for School Counselors podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me. I'm Steph Johnson of School for School Counselors. And this week, we're going to be talking about the importance of consultation. So vitally important in our field. And it's something that we don't often feel we have the opportunity to be a part of. But it is so important um, that we find these opportunities to consult with colleagues, to really get differing uh, perspectives and vantage points to help us be the best school counselors that we can be. In this episode, I'm going to give examples of some dangerous and misleading information that I've seen on social media and how school counselors are being manipulated, how you can find your own safe, reliable consultation without having to rely on social media networks full of strangers. It is an epidemic in our field, and it's something I think we all need to be very, very mindful of. Our school counseling world is drowning in noise and people who are desperate to be heard. It's creating, in my opinion, a very dangerous environment for school counselors. So much noise, so many people battling to be seen as the top dog, and where we would love to believe that everyone is helping and providing information out of the goodness of their hearts and through well-informed minds, I'm telling you, that's not always the case. As a matter of fact, I have a file folder in my Google Drive called the WTF file. I'm sure you know what WTF stands for. It is a collection of screenshots of things that I've run across in the past few years in school counseling groups that just made me cringe. Some of the perhaps well-intentioned, but very badly informed information being handed out willy-nilly to perfect strangers. I think we don't often stop to consider the repercussions of such an environment. And while I'm not telling you not to engage in social media, because I think it can also be very helpful, I do want you to have a safety plan in place. I do want you to have a place that you can go to double check those thoughts and information where you have a group of trusted colleagues and you can say, you know, hey, I asked this question and these people were telling me to try it like this. What do you think? Or that doesn't sound quite right to me. What do you think? And get some very honest feedback from people who know you and who know your situation and who can better advise you than some random stranger on the internet. Let me give you three examples of some of the misinformation I've seen running rampant in social media, just to sort of illustrate my point. Number one, if you remember back in episode 10, I talked a lot about needs assessments, minute meetings, and something called PPRA, which is a Protection of People Rights Amendment. If you're not familiar with PPRA, I would encourage you go back and listen to episode 10 because it will kind of give you a basic understanding of what PPRA is. 
The thing that blows my mind about it is that after we released that podcast episode, and after we had a discussion of PPRA in our Best Year Ever event, I was blown away by how many school counselors messaged me, emailed me, found me on a Zoom somewhere and said, you know what? I have been counseling for 10 years. I've been counseling for 20 years. And this is the first time I've ever heard of PPRA. Y'all, it's incredible to me. We have been perpetuating this idea of needs assessments over and over and over for as long as I can remember, for as long as social media groups for school counselors have existed. I have not ever seen anyone say, hey, listen, you guys are talking about needs assessments. Slow your roll. Think about PPRA. Are you in compliance? Are your questions in alignment with the expectations? That's an important thing to ask, and you hardly ever hear anybody mention it, as evidenced by all the people who contacted me to say thank you so much. I had no idea that was even a thing. The second piece of misinformation that I see a lot, that you need a resource for every single lesson and every single group that you run. (laughs) Y'all, the fundamentals of counseling don't change. That's what you went to grad school for. Those counseling skills that you spent hours researching and writing about and practicing and perhaps being filmed and critiqued about. Those are what allow you to do your work. Not a different resource for every single issue that you have on your campus. You've got to use those counseling skills or you're going to lose them. And I am challenging my mastermind members not to hide behind resources, not to hide behind what feels like the easy thing to do. Challenge yourself, grow and improve organically and not feel like you have to have a resource for every single thing that you encounter. Are resources bad? No, they have their time and they have their place. But if you're using them as a crutch, or if you're being influenced by this hyper-consumerism in school counseling, guys, have you noticed this? Be careful and know that you have the fundamentals inside of you to be able to provide counseling for anyone without having to have, you know, three filing cabinets full of files on how to do it. You've got what it takes. You don't need all the extra stuff. Third, and probably one of the most concerning things that I see on social media is the belief that advice coming from large school counseling groups in and of itself will suffice. As I mentioned with my WTF file, (laughs) there is a lot of wrong information traveling around the internet. It's reason for concern because if you're new-ish to the school counseling field or, you know, if it's something that you haven't really studied a lot about, it's easy to be led in the wrong direction. Remember that strangers in social media groups have no accountability to you at all. They're free to say whatever they'd like, right or wrong, and there's absolutely no repercussions for them. Some examples of some of this kind of advice would be, um, as you're advocating, oh, just hand your administrator a list of non-school counseling duties and tell them you're not supposed to be doing those anymore. 
Um, in my experience, that's the best way to make an enemy I've ever heard. Here's another piece of advice that just curls my hair every time I hear it. Well, you know, you're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you. Yeah, you know what? That's easy to say when you have a school counseling job, when you haven't put in 50, 60 applications in a saturated market. And you're pulling your hair out wondering how you're going to feed your kids this next semester if you don't get a job. The truth is, you're not interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you. And it just, it breaks my heart every time I hear that. It just feels very entitled and not at all the reality of a lot of the school counselors that I know and have worked with. A third example is sort of related. It's folks that are experiencing issues in their programming, not being able to fully fill their role as school counselor, being used for a lot of extra unrelated tasks and activities. And inevitably, other folks will turn up and say, well, you know what? If I were you, I just leave. I I would just go somewhere else where they appreciated me. Again, easier said than done, right? It places a lot of pressure on the shoulders of people who receive that advice, who perhaps aren't in the position to be able to make a move like that, who are looking for other support, but instead are being overwhelmed with you should, right? Just a lot of advice in these groups floating around that isn't necessarily the best. And I know you're all educated, smart, intelligent individuals. I know that. And I know that you're capable of sifting through that mess. I know that you can. But I also know that when you're not in the best place, when you're overwhelmed, when you're frustrated, when you're feeling taken advantage of, it's easy to forget to sift through that. We start working through that on an emotional level instead of a logical level. And so... If the only place you're getting this kind of advice is through mega social media groups, we need to find you something a little more reliable and a little more beneficial. I will also offer the fact that many conversations that you see in social media, particularly when they're recommending resources or ways to approach different situations, are actually planted conversations. Did you know this? (laughs) We like to assume the best, especially in our colleagues, but I can tell you for certain that a lot of the conversations you're seeing in social media are actually plants. They are designed to look like an innocent question that just so happens to lead people toward a predicted outcome. Folks are double teaming or triple teaming subjects in order to lead others to believe that one approach or one resource is the thing that they need. That's very much real in our field. So be mindful, be vigilant, be on guard. Doesn't mean that you have to be distrustful, but it does mean that you need to approach these kinds of things with a critical eye. Quality consultation allows you to talk through your issues with people who are at least familiar with your situation. They're not a completely random stranger somewhere who doesn't know how your world works. They have some sort of familiarity with who you are and what you do and where you work, 
what the dynamics of that look like and what have been some past repercussions. Those are all important to consider as we're getting advice from others. Think about your own personal physician. Think about your physician arriving in a mega social media group, asking other doctors that they've never met what the best approach is for, I don't know, a surgery coming up. And then taking the advice from all the random strangers on the internet that they've never met and implementing it when you're on the operating table. (laughs) It's kind of an extreme example, but it really drives home the fact that you want them knowing who's giving them that advice. You want them to know who's instructing them. What is their expertise? What is their level of specialty? You don't want a podiatrist telling your doctor how to do your shoulder surgery, right? You wouldn't want a dermatologist telling your doctor how to give you a colonoscopy. They're different specialties. You wouldn't want that happening. Same thing in our social media forums. Take the information, but take it with a grain of salt. We're very proud of the consultation opportunities that we've been able to provide in our School for School Counselors Mastermind. We meet weekly with the purpose of support and consultation for school counselors, and it's great because it's a controlled group of individuals. There aren't random people just showing up out of the blue. They've been vetted in some way, and most of the people that participate in our chats are there week to week, so we get to know them. We get to know their situations. We get to know the ins and outs of how their job works. And I'm here to tell you from experience, every single person's program is different. We have yet to find two people in our mastermind group who have the same kind of program running. It just, it doesn't happen. So it's important for us to get to know each other, to get to know those nuances of how they work and what their school expects and the ins and outs of their student populations. This is all done in a very controlled, confidential environment, but also in a way that we can provide meaning and relevant direction for our school counseling colleagues. Sometimes when you log in, it looks like a lot of nothing is going on. People are just chatting about, you know, how are things going? What are you up to this week? What's coming up next week? And it seems like very disjointed pieces of information flying around. But as you watch, these chats become more and more focused toward the needs of the individuals in the group that week. And we begin to really hone in on, you know, what are folks wondering about? What do they need some support in? How can we come together collaboratively to help them get where they want to go? It's an amazing, amazing process. Unconditional regard for our colleagues and true support. So I want to encourage you to find a group like that. Find a consultative community that can help you sift through all of the noise through all of the people fighting to be heard, through all the people scrambling over each other, trying to be the king of the mountain. Who can help you sort through that information? Who can help you identify the best pieces, the things you want to keep and the things you want to get rid of? And who can help you refine your knowledge and skills So that someday you don't become part of my WTF file. (laughs) Because I'm telling you, I really don't want you in there. I want everybody out of that thing. I want it gone. 
This week, there's only one item on your action plan. That is to find some good quality consultation that's not a social media group. It is going to benefit you professionally. It is going to benefit you personally. And it is going to be time that you will never regret spending. I can promise you that. If you need help finding a consultative group like that for yourself, reach out to me. All right. Maybe it's not going to be our mastermind program. Maybe it's going to be something else. I'll be happy to sift through that with you and help you find the options that are best going to match your circumstances and your needs. Always here for you. Always here to help support and empower you so that you can successfully advocate for not only your school counseling program, but for your students. So I hope this has been helpful to you this week. I look forward to speaking with you again next week here on the School for School Counselors podcast. Until then, I hope you have the best week and I'll see you again soon. Y'all be well.